Alrighty, alright, alright, alright. Welcome to Old Testament Thursday. Wake up to the word. Let's get our applause from our studio audience. That does not exist. We are glad that you are here. Let's keep that audience going. Yes, so glad you're here. We, um... We got some questions that came in this week. Pretty excited about that. Uh, Keep your questions coming. I love the questions. But first, the coffee of the week. One of my questions this week was, what coffee were you drinking? Krista sends in, what coffee were you drinking? Because on New Testament Friday, I didn't give a coffee of the day because I generally do the same coffee both days. So on Thursday, I'll give you the coffee I'm drinking and I'm usually drinking that same coffee on Friday as well. This is, let me see if I can reach it. Ah, my arm's not quite there yet. Uh, This is Black Rifle Spirit of 76. There you go. You can order your own Spirit of 76 coffee and it is French pressed. French press, so pretty good stuff going on. We'll leave that there so you can see it. But good flavor. French press coffee in general has a really good flavor. I really like it. So that was part of our question. It was a uh, two-part question from Steve sent in the first part. And uh, this was from last week's study, so it's a great question. It says, why did God allow Satan to be the prince of this world when he is the enemy and tries to turn us against God? And in Luke 4, when Jesus removed the demon, who made those demons and how come God does not just destroy them? Great questions, Steve. Great questions. Well, we're going to get into this with a little more depth. Uh, The short answer is from Ezekiel 28, verses 14 and 16. And both times it says there that Satan, it doesn't use his name, but it says, I created you, I appointed you, anointed you, the guardian cherub. I hear a strange noise. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, Guardian cherub. Oh, it's in my phone. I anointed you, the guardian cherub. And so... uh, Satan, when he was created, the Satan, when he was created, he was given the position of the authority over the creation, over, and it's not just Eden, so he's given the authority over the creation. God doesn't renege on what he gives. Uh, He gave, he gave uh, Satan the authority over the creation, but he also gave man dominion over the creation. So this is where the 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 rub comes in is Satan has spiritual authority over the creation, but man was given physical dominion over the creation. That's where the where the the push comes back again. So why did God create that? That's a great question. Because Satan, the Satan, which is a position, not a name. The devil, Lucifer was his name. You actually heard Pastor Mike talk about that on Sunday. Lucifer was his name. But the position he held was the adversary, uh, the contrarian. So without the opposite 
position, you have no choices. Without choices, there isn't truly love. Love only exists when it's a true choice to love, when it's a true choice to commit. That's where love and commitment come together. Without a choice, there's really just uh, uh, robotic. That's all. If this is all you have, then that's what you're going to pick if there's only one choice. So God created the world with the choice. Now, the Satan gives the... The, is the contrarian. He's constantly giving the opposite. Um, so, and and who are the demons and where did they come from? Who made the demons? Well, the demons can be one of two people, and we'll talk about that in, in depth. Some of it we're going to talk about on Word on Wednesday, uh, the uh, Bible teaching we do on Wednesday nights. Um, so you can pick that up because that's live streamed on Facebook. So you can watch that if you want, or you can come uh, come and join us live at the Family Center at 630 so, but uh, there's there's two options on the demon side of things. Uh, there's the lesser Elohim that's talked about in Genesis, but also in Colossians, uh, God talks about he made all things visible and invisible, uh, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. So those are all uh, angelic titles or angelic rankings. So demons are actually uh, rebelling angels rebelling and angelic beings so so those that followed satan whether they're in the elohim uh rankings or in the angelic rankings um they there are the rebellion against god there's and and there's no way of really knowing how many there are um but those are the demons so why doesn't he just destroy them because once again, and we're going to get into that in more detail when we get into uh, Deuteronomy and the rest of Genesis. So we're going to get into 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 more of that and and lay that out in a little more detail. But uh, there was uh, the Elohim that God assigned to the nations, and so when God assigns them, they are there. It's when they directly push back against God that he deals with them. And so this demon, in this particular case, um, could be either uh, an an angel uh, or a lesser Elohim that is possessing mankind and comes in God, Christ confronts him in the geographic regional restoration uh, within God's plan. So... um, that's about uh, the, uh, I know it's not an easy answer, uh, but it's uh, without all the biblical references, we haven't gotten there yet. So I'm giving you a little taste for what's to come. And we will talk about those things because some of them are coming up in the weeks to come as we get out of Job and back into Genesis. So, um, but if you want to know why the Satan has authority, that's the that's the Ezekiel twenty eight. We go to if you go to that, you'll see the King of Tyre. Then you get to the bottom part of that chapter, and you will see that the King of Tyre is uh, obviously influenced, if not possessed, by the devil himself. And then it talks about his stature, his beauty, uh, being the angel of light, being um, got proud because of his his power and his authority and his beauty and so he rebelled against god 
thinking that he could sit on his throne. So there you go. There's your answer. So what's our reading for today? Let's let's wind up and uh, let's get going on that. So turn this puppy around. we have the remember we uh, I made a mistake uh, in laying laying this out. Job has two extra chapters, so within this week we're going to have to read at least one extra chapter this week and one extra chapter in Job next week. So I'm going to go all the way to 39 uh, today. I got some things in all the way up to 39 that we're going to talk about, and then we will do uh, next week. Uh, your first day's reading will be 40, 41, and 42 of Job because they're not there. It only goes up to 40, and there's 42 chapters. So uh, we're going to read all the way to 39 uh, this week. So catch up. Uh, if you haven't read to 39, if you stopped at 37, go ahead and read two more chapters for me and get caught up. And uh, we will uh, do 40 through 42 uh Next week, that's Monday's reading, and we'll talk about those things uh, next Thursday. So, Job, uh, the Old Testament Thursday. We're going to go from chapters 30 through 39. So, this is the rest of Job's Job's uh, response. Job is uh, defending himself against his buddies. And uh, turn this down a little bit because I'm a little closer. And... Uh, um, in th- I'm going to go through 31, his final appeal, and verse 5, he says, If I have walked with falsehood, and my foot has hastened to deceit, let me be weighed in just balance, and let God know my integrity. So he is defending himself. He goes through, let me get my glasses, he goes through a whole litany of... um whole litany of what ifs uh if my heart has been enticed toward a woman then then all then let my wife grind for another and let uh, let and let others bow down on down on her so basically he's saying if if i've looked at another woman then my wife could go be with somebody else uh, if I've rejected the cause of my manservant or my maidservant when they brought a complaint to me. So he's saying, if I've done this, then this can happen. If I've done that, then this can happen. He goes through a whole litany of what ifs. If I have withheld anything that the poor desired. If I have seen anyone perish for lack of clothing or the needy without covering. If I have made gold made gold my trust or called fine gold my confidence. So he, you know, this is all the way down to 24, If I and this is 29. If I have rejoiced at the ruin of him who hated me or exalted when evil overtook him. Uh, so, he, so, I mean, he just keeps going. If I have concealed my transgression as others do by hiding my iniquity in my heart. And this is uh, 38. If my land has cried out against me and is is its furrows have wept together. So he's saying I mistreated even my land. So this guy keeps real close eye on what he does, what he says, the things he 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 does. And now this guy Elihu, Elihu, Elihu. <laughs> I don't know how you say it. <laughs> he comes in. He's a young man who's been apparently watching the whole process, and uh, he, it says his uh, his lineage there, family of Ram, 
Uh, RAM is is uh, the um, lots of people have questions about that. So um, that's uh, very interesting stuff on on that. Um, uh, that could potentially go all the way back to the lineage off the ark, uh, or it could be it could be something else. I, I did a few little research on that, and I couldn't couldn't find it. So, oh, there was one more question that came up. That, uh, I thought I. Uh, I forgot to put it in my question pile. Um, uh, someone asked a question about Abaddon, and uh, I've actually put a link in Jeff's stack of stuff on wakeuptotheword.org. Uh, Abaddon is is a, a level of Sheol. And so, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, but uh, th- that question came up, uh, this Abaddon, because Abaddon's mentioned again in Revelation. And so, essentially, it's um, there's levels of fire levels of pain levels of punishment that's a better word levels of punishment within sheol and so uh sheol is is this broad broad place uh prior to the cross prior to paradise uh it 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 potentially uh, was the liaison into Hades, but it also may have ha- be the place that houses uh, Abraham's bosom. It's it's such a broad place. It's the abode of the dead, <clears throat> and it quite probably has levels. So, like Abraham's bosom could be, uh, or Abraham's side could be in she- is in Sheol, and so is. Uh, Abaddon, uh, which is the dark place, which is the uh, the the punishment area. Um, so, um, as we move forward into the New Testament, this seems to be a separation of these things. Sheol isn't worded used anymore, and there's terms, other terms that are used, which we know of: uh, Hades, Gehenna, um, Tartarus. Uh, uh, all these words are used for the place of suffering um, that we know we we call hell. And so it's translated hell many times or Hades. Usually Hades is translated Hades. But Abaddon in the Old Testament is uh, one of the levels of Sheol. So that's, that's the answer to that question. And like I said, I put a link on Jeff's stack of stuff. So go there. You'll see a bat in there. <clears throat> and you go to that link. It gives a really br- much broader explanation. And uh, it's a good spot. And one thing I want you to understand is. <clears throat> I love to get the questions. I love to do the research. To find the answers to the questions. But what I'd really love to do. Is to point you towards. Doing that research on your own. Getting your answers for yourself. Because so you can share with others how to get the answers. I understand that on online, uh, in the internet, on the interweb, there uh, the, the, are you sure what places are good and what places are bad? And that's what the process is all about. Discovering what are <coughs> excuse me, reliable resources and what are not. What are the places that are uh, questionable resources, questionable Bible teachers. And so we want you to be able to discern that. And and so I, I have no problem with answering the questions, sending you some resources, putting them in Jeff's stack of stuff, 
so you can go look for yourself and discover these are good resources. This is a good resource. This is a good Bible teacher. I can trust when this person gives me an answer. So that's what we're working towards. That's what wake up to the word is. We want you to both be able to trust the spirit within you, that discernment, the word of God, living and active that comes into your heart, but also to be able to recognize false teaching when it's given. So good stuff. All right. Elihu rebukes Job's three friends. So not only does this guy rebuke the three friends, he also starts to rebuke Job as well. And that kind of starts happening in 35 and 36 and uh, 37. And so all this rebuking goes on. Elihu goes on this, this rebuke. And it's odd that between... Job's discourse on defending himself, Elihu comes in, and and now in 38, God begins to answer Job. I don't know why they threw the Elihu thing in first, but it seems, uh, to me it lays out oddly, but, you know, what do I know? Um, but one of the most interesting parts of this, uh, Elihu says a lot of things that are are true, but not in Job's case. Uh, he says a lot of things that are true about the other the other three guys. Um, you know, he basically calls loser. He calls them losers. That's what he does. So, uh, he, and but then he also kind of pours on Job exactly what they were staying saying. Like here's the end of his. At the end, uh, this is 37, uh, verse uh, 14, I think. Uh, Yes, it says, Oh, hear this, Job. Stop and consider the wondrous works of God. Do you know how God lays his command upon them and causes the lightning and the clouds to shine? Do you know the balancing of the clouds, the wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge? You whose garments are hot when the earth is still because of the south wind, he goes on and on. And then at the end of that, he says, um, down all the way down to uh, 22, the almighty, we cannot find him. He is great in power, justice and abundant righteousness. He will not violate. Therefore, men fear him. He does not regard any who are wise in their own conceit. So he's basically saying... you. Similarly to the others, who are you to to think you're righteous when your circumstances clearly dictate that you're not? God would not be punishing you if you were righteous. It just would not happen. And so the, the hard part for us is that we know what's going on. Uh, Job does not know what's going on. So he's holding to his to his innocence. He's holding to his righteousness, that he's done nothing wrong to deserve what's happened to him. Um, but the problem is, is that you, we're dealing with men against a holy, righteous, and perfect God. And then we get to 38. And then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, 
Who is this that darkens counsel by the words without knowledge? By words without knowledge. Dress for action like a man. I will question you, and you make it known to me. He goes, all right. It's time. I'm coming to give you some questions. I'm coming to question you now. You've been questioning me. Everybody's been questioning me. Now it's time for me to question you. So here's all the, where were you? Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? He's asking Job, where were you? And then he goes on. Well, this is, uh, I'll just read through this whole thing all the way through seven. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched out, who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Who laid its cornerstone? And I love this verse seven. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. All right, here's the deal. Uh, when the morning stars sang together, probably a reference to angels, morning stars. Stars are often a reference to angels. And all the sons of God shouted for joy. That word, sons of God, is that God word is Elohim. The sons of Elohim shouted for joy. So when we look at creation and the order of creation, we see here that the angelic crew and the lesser Elohim crew were created before he started to create even the earth because they sang, they shouted for joy when he created the earth, when he laid the foundations for the earth. So if you're looking for the order of things, God's heavenly family of angelic beings and Elohim uh, were his family before he created mankind to be his family, his very unique and special family of humanity. And he's throwing it all back at Job. Uh, and now he goes through this litany. And this is very important as we come up on verses 40 through 42. This is very important because he is going to uncork this list of all of these things that he created, all of these actual things. And there's nothing here that is not real. Or who shut in the sea with doors when I made clouds in its garments, down to 12. Have you commanded the morning since your day began and caused the dawn to know its place? Uh, from the wicked, their light is withheld and uplifted the arm is broken have you entered into the spring of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep he asked now we go on to 22 have you entered the storehouses of snow or have you seen the storehouses of hail 25 who has cleft a channel for the torrents of rain and a way for the thunderbolts uh <clears throat> To bring rain on the land where no man is on the desert in which there is no man. To satisfy the waste in the desolate land. 
to make the ground sprout with grass. These are actually things that happen. And God is saying, do you know all about these stuff? Are you the one directing all these things? Who has begotten the drops of dew? Uh, from whom did the ice come from? Uh, and who giveth who give who, who is given birth to the frost? So he goes, he keeps going. I'm trying to reach this so I can see. Maybe if I put my glasses on, that would help. There we go. So here's a great part, 31. Can you bind the chain of Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? Can you lead forth the Meseroth in their season? Or can you guide the bear with its children? Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Can you establish their rule on the earth? So uh, these are all constellations. He's talking about the heavens. He's talking about the constellations that we know, the stars that he's created. So he's asking Job, you know, do you know all about these? Yet they govern, they, they, uh, they establish their rule on the earth. People follow the stars. They, they, that's what he's talking about. Are you the one that, that put them there? So can you lift up your voice to the clouds that a flood of water may cover you? Can you send forth lightning that they may go? Then he go down to 29. Can you hunt the prey for the lion or satisfy the appetite of the young lions when they crouch in their dens? It keeps going in 39, chapter 39. Do you know the mountain goat? where the mountain goat gives birth and then uh down to five thirty nine five who has left the wild donkey to go free is the wild ox willing to serve you that's verse nine then we go to 13 the wing of the ostrich wave proudly go down to 19 do you give the horse its might do you make the leap like the locust all the way down to 25 is it by your hand that the hawk soars 27 is it at your command that the eagles mount up. I'm going to give you one verse in 40, a couple of verses in 40. And the Lord said to Job, this is verse two now, shall a fault finder contend with the almighty? He who argues with God, let him answer it. So God gives him the test. You're questioning me? Do you have the answers to all of these questions? He's saying, basically God is saying, I don't care what's going on in your life. It doesn't, what, what matters is I'm God and you're not. And I know that sounds harsh and I know it sounds, it doesn't sound loving or caring, but it is reality. It is reality. God is God, and I am not. And that's just the truth of it. It's, it's how things are. And so God is the God that is going to be in your life. And where we're headed, our eternal dwelling place, He's made for us if we trust in him through all of it. It does not matter. We we can be the richest man in the I'm world. I'm really rich. That's right, Donald. You are you are really rich. Or you can be an absolute loser. A, a loser. That's right. It, it it doesn't matter. It's are you trusting in Jesus in all of it? Are you 
Are you looking to him with trust regardless of your circumstance? This is so hard uh, for us to fathom. It's so hard for us to contend with. And so many people turn from God or turn from the possibility of God or stop searching for God because of their circumstances. And God says right here, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. I'm here. I'm the creator. And I've shown you who I am. And I know all of what's happening. What I'm asking you is to do is trust in me regardless of what's happening. That's what points to me. That's what tells others that I'm here. Not whether you're right or you're wrong, but whether you are chasing after me, trusting in me in all things, regardless of what's happening. That's where we're going to leave, hang our hat today. So I hope you've enjoyed it. So we are going to leave you there. We are going to skedaddle. We're going to get get in our car and take off. We hope you've enjoyed this Old Testament Thursday. I believe we are 11, episode 11. And uh, we will be back here tomorrow, manana, with the same cup of coffee. Spirit of 76, Black Rifle Coffee, medium roast, French press. Try it. I think you will love it.